This, this episode, episode brought to you by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Horror Virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started for your book recommendation. Mikey? Hi. Is it? Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. okay. I honestly didn't know. Uh, I'm going to recommend Horror <laughs> Store by uh, Jen recommended this book a couple episodes ago or oh, the last shit. episode. You know, whatever. My Best Friend's Exorcism. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sexorcism. Yeah. No. And I liked this book. It was silly and fun and a little scary. It's about a haunted ikea-esque store and this episode also <laughs> brought to you by nick b nick b dot com that's what you say mikey that's what you sound like sound like since we're all doing impressions of each other this actually sort of goes along with the theme of the it movie it really does uh, nick b thank you so much for being our first burn it down patreon yes. subscriber nick b wants you to check out god country yes film dot mm-hmm. because they're trying to get that movie funded over at modern horrors Yes, check so it out. So check it out. If you guys have money, any money to throw their way, throw it their way. Yeah, and thank you so much, Nick B. Thank You're you so awesome. much. This episode also brought to you by Coral. 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 <laughs> you oh, sound like you were in Street down? Fighter. That was amazing. Have you? Are, are you Richie? You've been trying to. You've been working on your Street Fighter skills all summer. Coral. <laughs> Guys, check out Carl's Twitch stream. Twitch.tv slash Carlos Mol. Thank you guys so much for being Burn It Down Patreon subscribers. If you want to be a Burn It Down Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin. I'm going to go ahead and bring in that theme music. (laughs) We're always in show mode. You don't see me over here texting my girlfriend. Even though she scared the shit out of me when we dropped her off at her car. What'd she do? She tapped on my window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome to Horror Virgin, everyone. This is exactly why we call Todd the Horror Virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. I'm Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, we got a guest Special today. Guest Chris Yay, today. hey, Chris. Hello. So glad you're joining us. Chris is my friend, not your friends. Chris Aww. is my friend now, Ooh. too. We're not friends, Michael. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. And I am your horror virgin, Todd. And today we saw... We saw us. us. Oh, and it was so good. I loved it. So let's do first thoughts. What do you, you think about it, Jen? Mm, I'm still thinking through it. I feel like I will... You have a lot to process, huh? It, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's got to be tough to use your brain to think about oh things. God. You're such a jerk. You're going to be Todd as a dick episode. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you just... I will say it's a good Wasn't dichotomy. Like seven of those? <laughs> That's true. I will this say it's a good dichotomy because you overthink things and I way underthink oh, things. Oh, I've got some... And Mikey's probably just thinking about it. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. good mix. Chris, did you like it? Yes, I, I think I did like it. It was kind of confusing at first. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected either no, at all. all. I yeah. really like that it wasn't what I was expecting. I kind of did too. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with the new release episodes. We record and then the next day I've been thinking about it and I think all these things and I start projecting all my stuff onto it. But we've already recorded the episode. Time to write a blog. I know. I was just going to say, stay tuned Guys, for make a sure you go to horrorvirgin.com. <laughs> because that check happened out the blog. with the new Halloween, and I've written like three blogs about that thing. I hated this I movie. I was not talking about that. <laughs> no, I, I really did dislike this movie. Like, as a movie, I disliked it. It was it was sort of scary. I actually yeah. wasn't that scared. It wasn't nearly as scary no, as I thought it was. It was not as be. bad as I thought it was going to be, and I just thought it was a bad movie. If you haven't seen the movie, don't. Just listen to the episode. That would, that would be my <laughs> not suggestion. Not at all. You no. need to see the movie. I mean, catch it on Shudder in uh, three weeks when it's on Shudder. Wow. 
my first impression here. I really, I really liked it. I mm-hmm. thought I liked it better than Get Out. Uh, I thought it was more ambitious, and it, I think it was original, and it was yeah. kind of a homage to like eighties horror. We can go into. Did all you mean that. to say the word homage? <laughs> homage. I've only ever read that word, but I know homage. it's not pronounced homage. 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 <laughs> it's really late. <laughs> I've been kind of chewing on it in the drive over here, and uh, I've have, I have, like a lot of good thoughts about it. Can we just talk about this fucking movie, Jen? Let's do it. <laughs> so we start with um, text on the screen talking about tunnels and how there are just tons of tunnels throughout America and we don't even really know what they're for and they're kind of just forgotten little rabbit holes. Oh, did you think that was dumb though? Because they were like unused subway tunnels, mm-hmm. mine shafts. Yeah. We didn't even know what they were for. Mm-hmm. They were subway tunnels and mine shafts. You no, no, just no, no, no. told us what they were for. The, the other one says we don't know what they are used for now. <laughs> yes. It says they're unused. We know that they are unused. Or are they? Because mm-hmm. oh. who's down there? Us. No, it's not us. The yeah. us's are down it's there. Peter Pan shadows down there. It's them. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, guys. It's real. <laughs> Todd read a Peter Pan explains it all article on the way over here. He's got yeah. Some it's the Disney version. It's fine. <laughs> I it? liked it better <laughs> when Peter Pan was able to attach his shadow with soap. How did that happen, dude? I don't I like Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Hang on. Yeah, Peter Pan is weird. You're like real into Peter Pan. I and mean, it it's because he never wants. Amount. So then we see old timey TV and we see the Hands Across America commercial. Old timey TV is like just a not a flat screen. It's just a yeah. It's from 1986. So I like I like this scene because you have the commercial for Hands Across America, which is foreshadowing for the future. And then you have, if you looked at the movies in his shelf, you saw Chud. Yeah, you saw Chud. You saw a couple other movies that I'm fans of, and it kind of this movie kind of takes pieces from those movies, and I like that. So now we see the little girl at the carnival. And it's Adelaide, I think is her name, but I might call her Lupita. I couldn't remember what her name was till I was reading these articles on the way home because I just kept seeing Lupita Nyong'o and I really like her a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah so- she was amazing in this movie. As much as I yeah, hated she this was. movie, she was. she was amazing. She was on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, just the way she was talking as Red, I think is what they built mm-hmm. her in the credits, yeah. was super eerie. I think she was talking inwards. So you gotta, hello, Dodd. I need mm-hmm. you to stop immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're at the carnival and she's hanging out with her dad and her mom who clearly are not getting along and it's her birthday. And she it was her, her da- birthday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, yeah. I, I wanted that. <laughs> she that- had the caramel apple and they're like, for your birthday, we're going to do all this. Oh, yeah. That I was wanted- the whole reason why they were at the carnival. Exactly. I thought they were just like taking her kid to a carnival. I mean, well, it seems no, like that carnival's they- there all the time. Yeah, it does. It just sits there. Yeah. It's like the boardwalk kind of thing. You were too busy singing I Got Five on it. Oh, that's true. (laughs) He did sing that on a continuous loop through the movie. I think to mask his terror. Yeah. (laughs) So one thing I noticed about the parents is you never get a clear shot at either of their faces. No. Did John notice that? No, not at all. I did notice that. And it took me a while to be like, is the movie set in the 80s? And like, this is the movie? And like, or was this a flashback? I didn't think it was was set in the 80s just because the cars from the trailer that I watched. Yeah. I was like, "It's, it's recent. It's current day, but yeah. Yeah. The but beginning of it's like 86, right? It took, me, it took me a second to be like, oh. Yeah. So it's baby Lupita. And so she and her parents are arguing and then they go to whack-a-mole and the mom has to go to the bathroom and dad wants to play whack-a-mole because he's like a 12-year-old dad or something. And uh, mom's like, okay, don't go away. So what does she do seconds later? Just she walks away. Wander walks off. Yeah. But I'll say this. She's a kid. Like, it's That's not true. her responsibility to make sure she's taken care of. Absolutely. It is her mom's responsibility no. to not have to go to the bathroom <laughs> that ever. That dad had 
one job and I it was know. not whacking moles. I, I, I'm clearly joking. Watching your child. Yeah, I'm clearly joking. No, I kind of wanted her to get smacked around a little bit because she <laughs> did not do what her mother asked her to do. Exactly. So really, she kind of deserved what happened. And this is the 80s. Would you say she was asking for Yes, yeah, she was definitely This is the 80s for. when my mom spanked me in public in the 80s. Like, that junk happened. Yo, I got yeah. lost in the 80s at a Walmart. Are you for- the real Mikey? I don't know. He's Spoiler alert, a- Jen. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. He's always been a problem child. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for Egon. The Ghostbuster figure, who's the only one I didn't I know have. who Egon is. Oh, yeah, okay, what gotcha. a monster. So she's wandering around, and she sees um, a man holding a cardboard sign that says Jeremiah 1111. Oh, I want to look that up. Our listener friend, Kate, who came out to hang out with us. Yeah, she was first, there. Yeah, she she looked it up for us. She set up the whole thing for the Facebook group. She did. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you, Kate. Jen, before you read the Bible verse, are we talking New International Version, New Living Translation, oh, English Standard? Hey, everybody. Todd went to seminary. Are we just talking King James Bible, Christian Standard, Contemporary? <laughs> no, no, no. When you're talking good. horror movies, you're always going King James, okay? <laughs> Gotta go King James. Yeah, it was written after the 15th century. I'm out. That's all I'm saying. I've got the NIV here. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. Interesting. Mm. All right. So then she wanders down to the beach. And at this point, I'm thinking she clearly knows she's not supposed to be going this far away from her dad. Yes, maybe she sees something cool. She wanders off. But what did she see? I don't think she saw anything cool. I don't know. Just okay, the she's beach. 50, she saw the beach. And then here's what I like about this. Beaches are cool because it kind of flips it up on uh, like usually horror movie scenes when somebody wanders off. It's like dark and scary. You're like, why the hell would anybody wander off? This beach was full of people with fires. Yeah, it was like Daniel Larusso and the kids having a ball down there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. some skeleton bullies ran across. It was still a little dark. It It was was someone of her age. Why would she walk down those stairs onto a beach where she knew no one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she got to be like six or seven. I would say. And I'm going to say once again, I wanted her to get slapped around a little bit. She. So stupid for her to do that. That's not me saying that. She definitely gets slapped around. It's like 20 years later. I mean, yeah, she she suffers. So anyways, but so she goes down to the beach and then she sees the creepiest hall of mirrors ever. And so it called. It was like a Merlin's forest mirror forest. Well, the storm rolled in and started raining. So she ran for shelter. No, she didn't. It didn't start raining until she walked walked in. in. She didn't go inside until it started pouring down rain. Yeah. But there are details that need to be seen. No, she went in because she was mischievous. Yes. Yeah. It, and then mm-hmm. it started raining. Exactly. exactly. So she goes into this mirror room. And it was called Shaman's Quest and it had a little arrow that said, find yourself. This is the biggest jump scare for me and I'm embarrassed to admit what it was. <laughs> the owl. It was the owl. Because <laughs> I had, I get so psyched out in these things and I'm just expecting exactly. <laughs> that was a dramatic reenactment of what happened. <laughs> but I, I, I get so like psyched up for this and I was holding Natalie's hand and I like, uh-huh. Jerked so hard, and she just she just went. (laughs) (laughs) Owls are your friend, but remember that owl is going to come back in later. Owls can be really mean too, so you know they can. Do you hang out with owls? No, because they're jerks. Mm -hmm. They're predators. (laughs) I mean, I get that, but you're not like sitting at a lunch table like stop trying to make fetch happen, owl. (laughs) Stop (laughs) trying to make hoot happen. (laughs) Oh my god! I don't Um, give a hoot about this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, so she's in the Hall of Mirrors, and the most terrifying thing that can happen in a Hall of Mirrors happens, and the power goes out, and she's stuck, and she's wandering around. So her natural reaction is to start whistling the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Is that what that was? Yeah. I couldn't quite tell. I thought it was like close to Itsy Bitsy Spider, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell. Because it was really slow and drawn out, and you can't 
quite put your finger on the melody just yeah. yet. Um, but so then she sees the exit sign. But so she just kind of slow whistle walks up to the mirror and then bonks her face because it's not a real exit sign. It's a mirror exit sign. And then she turns around and we see the from behind a girl that looks exactly like baby Lupita Nyong'o. And she backs up and then she slowly turns around and she sees her own pigtails. And then baby Lupita Nyong'o slowly. No, I don't think she turns around she at that point. She does, I think she does start. I think the reflection starts to turn around and then it cuts to future mm-hmm. mom. Yeah, future now mom. Now mom at this point. Yeah. Present day. Yeah. And they're all asleep in the car and they've just gotten to their fabulous beach house that nobody seems really excited to be at. As you are at family vacations. I don't know. I always liked family vacation. I do too. I, I really loved this family together. I thought they were, I liked all the actors that played all the parts. I thought it was a funny family. So was, the dad was the. Yeah. He was the TSA agent from Get Out. I uh, read an interview with him, the father and I really like his portrayal of a dad because he's talking about, you know, he's got a big physique and I kind of mm-hmm. really connect with this character because he's talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about, you know, he's like, I don't want to be like traditional masculinity. I want to, you know, show people that there's many facets of masculinity and fatherhood and things like that. Oh, I think yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. I wanted to. I thought it was Especially great. of that. I didn't think about that, but yeah. you're right. He's not like this super macho dude. There are moments when he plays a little macho and he's yeah. like, you can tell even in those moments that he's sort of just like playing it up. Right. He's like, not really it doesn't that come way. naturally to right. him or he doesn't he feel comfortable. Right. With I really it. connect with him because, you know, I'm, I, I'm big and I can I can act intimidating, but mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, a pretty sensitive guy. So they're at the beach house and the mom is just she's acting kind of weird. Um, she doesn't seem very excited to be there. She doesn't want to go to the beach. And here's what was confusing to me, because she they kept talking about how they were there last summer. So was yeah. she not excited to go last summer either? Is she just always kind of like this? I don't know? think I think she was excited to be there. It's one he brought up going to the Santa Cruz Beach that she started saying, I don't really want to be there. Yeah. I mean, she even gives him the book off at one point when she when he finally talks her into it. She, he's trying to give her a kiss and she like hits his face with the book. Uh-huh. I call that the book off. She book blocks him. Yeah. Is it? I've gotten that before. So when they brought up PTSD, I immediately thought in my mind flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And so they started giving flashbacks of things that happened to her. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe so, being in this environment is triggering her. Yes. Yeah. Well, it seems like it is. And I got the impression that that was her mom's house and that her mom had recently died, you know, within the year or so. Well, and that was the same. Is that what it was? I think so. That was the same television that they were watching at the it beginning. It was, right? So, so was that was her childhood house. home? Yeah. I think so. Because the, when the, she went down into the basement, they had that bar there and the mirrors and that's where she used to practice that dancing. Because mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, why would you buy a beach house at your trauma site. This oh yeah, that would be dumb. No, <laughs> yeah, I think I that's like, just where her mom lived. Okay, that was like and they my just big got problem. the house in the will or whatever and kept it as a beach house. Okay. That, that yeah. was my big problem with the film. So yeah. that was, was your big problem with the film. Yes, I like this movie. Ugh. Does it cut to her therapy after oh, she's? Yeah, lost? that's right mm-hmm. when they it does, and it mm-hmm. sees her kind of in the child psychiatrist office looking yes. on, and they say, "Well, they think she's got PTSD." She stopped talking for the reason yeah. why she was not talking. Mm-hmm. All right, so she does not want to go to the beach, but her husband talks her into going but the deal is we have to leave before sun goes down yes because yeah. that's when the trauma happened mm-hmm. right so yeah this is when they go to santa cruz right they- this is no this is when we hear honking and we realize that the dad has bought the boat oh my <laughs> oh wait what do we learn though before because the scene right before oh, he- we see a ballet flashback that's what it is yeah yeah oh, and that's because the son goes into the closet and mm-hmm. puts like a little, the little ambulance toy or whatever mm-hmm. yes. and then gets locked in there because he plays a trick on his sister and she's getting him back yeah so we we realize that that 
closet locks if you're mm-hmm. inside it. Yeah. Way, way bad design. Yeah, horrible design. Yeah. Right? And then she goes down into her laundry room and finds this little stuffed white rabbit and just kind of looks and smiles. So we're like, the, she's got a history in this like house. Like she's reminiscing. Yeah, and this seems like a happier play. Maybe oh, a happy place. okay. That makes way more sense yeah. than the end of the film now. But this is where we see the first flashback yes. to the ballet, right? Mm-hmm. And then she goes back upstairs and that's when we hear him honking in the boat and they go outside. Yes. Yeah. And this is funny. What's the name of the boat? Um, Craw Daddy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. The other boat in this movie had a funny name. We'll talk about that too. Yes, we will. Again, and, I love the father of this film because he's like, I'm too. the Craw Daddy. And he's the boat, yeah. circling the boat and they're like, it's just basically a depiction of what I would be like as a dad with like two kids. <laughs> yeah. And then the boat dies and we find out you've got to like beat on the motor to get it to start. And they're all just kind of shaking their heads and like, oh, oh look at him. Yeah, it, it's a really sweet moment. So the next thing we see is them in the car. And this is the... I got five on it. Scene. Where Lupita is snap shaming her son while horrendously off the beat herself. Yeah, I, this is how I can tell Jordan Peele has never played an instrument. Because if you have any musical talent at all, that scene is fucking infuriating. Because mm-hmm. she's not anywhere close to the beat. But you guys, the song's not playing while they're filming. So they probably played the song over in post. Yeah. You got to fix that shit. You know what you could do? (laughs) You could shift it back literally like a second and a half and she would have been right on time. This is CGI'd that. No, no. You just take. That's all your budget. You just take this sound and move the soundtrack like a second and a half later. I don't know what you're talking about. But whoever, so what did you whoever say? edited this did a horrible job. <laughs> Call Todd if you need help next time. Yeah. <laughs> this scene does show that the, the older sister is really protective of the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. And more so than a normal like older sister younger brother relationship. I feel like because they don't really pick on each other that much yeah. compared to most siblings. They do a little bit but it's more like teasing. Like yeah. he, he's it's more him playing tricks on her actually. Yeah. 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 You're right. Nice to him. More yeah. so than I thought. He's a little off. Yeah. He always wears a 1986 Chewbacca mask. Is that Chewbacca? Max? Yep. Okay. It's like he has autism. I could see that a little bit. I, I kept thinking he's just kind of quirky, but I think I mean, he you might be on the spectrum somewhere. If he is, it's high functioning, but oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Not that I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm on this back. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. I think so too. Okay, I didn't I didn't get that because the sister said later on at the beach, he just has a hard time focusing. And as a child of ADHD. Wait, your mom was ADHD? Yes. Yeah, he's the first son of ADHD. <laughs> I'm the first son of ADHD. A- <laughs> ADHD junior. That's what my elementary school teachers would tell call me. <laughs> <laughs> he has a hard time focusing. Yeah. He runs off, plays with fire, and hides under the cabinets. We've yeah. been there. He's burned half his face off, but just the lower half. <laughs> he's fine. He can still see. So they're in the car and they're all just kind of getting along and it's fun. It's another just nice moment with a family. But when and they get to Santa Cruz, the dad's like chanting Santa Cruz. Santa <laughs> right. Cruz. I think the daughter actually like after like three chants goes, we get it, dad, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's super, it's super cute. Like I really liked the family. Yeah, like, their dynamic really was great. And so then they pass the dead man on a beach. Was he dead? I didn't get the feeling he was dead. It was the dead. homeless guy. He had been stabbed by yeah. his double. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah man. 11, 11 side mm-hmm. because at the end his doubles wearing his coat and has his scissors bloody in his hand. No, you're yeah. right. And I'm not saying he's not dead, but you would put them in a body bag. That's all I'm saying. But that's Sorry. the reason I didn't think he was dead. <laughs> when someone's dead, they typically cover the body. Right? They cover it with well, a sheet or it's something. Healthcare in America. He was homeless. Body bags cost money. Hot takes from Mike over here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think it's unclear if you actually look at the guy, the body if he's dead or not. But I think somebody in the car says he's dead. And that's why I was thinking that he's dead. Yeah, but how would they know? Yeah, I think they said, uh, is he dead? I thought they said they that too. Be. Yeah, and they said, don't look, don't look. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. But I mean, either way, it doesn't, way, really, it doesn't matter. really matter that much. It's but. Jeremiah, man, because as we slowly, but we see his old faded Jeremiah 1111 sign. So we know he's yeah, the same he guy from the same dude. And he, he actually is a bullfrog. So it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and that's the. F- Thank you, Mikey. Oh, Jeremiah was it. a bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the friends at the beach and she does not really seem to like these friends very much. Honestly, I got the impression they were co-workers because the wives are not friends. Right. They, no. It seems like they've talked before, but don't know each other that well. But it's kind of a competition thing between mm-hmm. the families. Even there with the is kids. a keep up with the, yes. keeping up with the Joneses yes. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Definitely. I could see that. Like if the husbands are spending all this time at work together and they see each other all the time and they're great friends, yeah. but the wives never see each other. That was sort of what I felt like it was. Yeah. At least that's what it seemed like. I don't think there's any dialogue that makes me feel that way other than that the guys were just chummier than the wives were. Yeah. And that's what makes sense to me. So well, I might be projecting on she that. She didn't want to go or see them. I think she like rolled her eyes at some point. She did. Well, and at this point she says, it's just hard for me to sit and talk. I get that though. Like if we're going oh, to the yeah, beach, there better be shit to do at the beach. There better be mm-hmm. volleyball, soccer or something. Because if you want me just to sit mm-hmm. on a beach for hours... That's why people drink at the beach. Perfect vacation. That Give sounds me two books, horrible. A beach, yeah. a but drink. You, but you have to also think about what the women were talking about. One woman was talking about the plastic surgery mm-hmm. that she had done. It's very subtle. Yes, <laughs> and she was, you know, it was more about her and mm-hmm. the things that she has and the things that her family has accumulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I like the dig. We're like, oh, you just look how you just how you looked last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I wouldn't Dur. even notice. Yeah, and then we see the frisbee get. And it goes like right onto the circle. So we've been seeing kind of some omens of just coincidences and things that seem just a little off. And Lupita's starting to notice these things, but nobody else really is. So son, uh, Jason is the, the youngest kid and he's playing on the beach. And then he goes and tells the mom he's got to go to the bathroom. So he's wandering away, which just he like. He doesn't tell the mom, he tells the sister. Oh, that's right. He tells the sister he's got to go to the bathroom. And the twins are like, why do you pee in the water? Yeah, at the same time. And then jinx, double jinx, triple jinx. jinx. Yeah. They do a lot of somersaults. That's important. It comes back. Cartwheels, yeah. Yeah, cartwheels. Man, this is a bad movie. I can do mean (laughs) cartwheels, by the way. I would love to see at a live show you do a cartwheel. Chris has seen me do a cartwheel. Regrettably. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And he has a very provocative pair of Daisy Dukes. I once was involved in a dodgeball league and I had to wear gold sequin Daisy Dukes and I rocked that shit. At work, I split my jeans all the way up to my upper thigh. On purpose, I imagine? No. I was like bending over like... And so I had my workout shorts. I I, took, I put my workout shorts shorts on and wore those the rest of the day. But my coworker was like, "I'm going to make Daisy Dukes out of your pants." So she made them, and I put them back on. Just wore those for the rest of the day, and it was hilarious. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I want to see pictures from this event. It's on my Instagram. You heard it, guys. M. Randolph. <laughs> Go find him. Let's do this. I hope you don't Photoshop anything in interesting so, ways. He goes to the bathroom, he being the boy. Yeah. And then he comes out and he sees Mr. Weird Jeremiah man facing backwards. Do you think he was already ussed? I think so, point? because if you think so, he's wearing a he's, long and his, coat. And his hands are bloody? Yeah. His oh, hand- at the end, he's still standing in the same spot. He's patient zero for Hands Across America. Yeah. Exactly. Lupita's really upset because Jason's wandered away. And she's seeing all these omens and she's thinking something's coming. She's starting to pick up on all these Yeah, she, she has a true detective moment where there's a flock of birds swirling around and all this other stuff. Like flock of seagulls? 
Yeah. It was a flock of seagulls. It was. Okay, so now they're at home and they're all going to bed. This and is that night. This is the yes. night coming back from the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where shit starts to pop off. It does. And I like that we get right into it, too. It doesn't drive Right into it like 30 out. minutes into the movie. Well, yeah, but some creepy shit. I mean, not 45 but minutes. But from this point on, it's the shit hits the fan over and over. True, it doesn't the, stop. The yeah. scariest point to this point is Mr. Owl. That's right. You're afraid of Mr. Owl. I, in fairness, I was. <laughs> I do realize that's ridiculous, though. <laughs> I mean, it was jumpy. Definitely made my neck turn. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Uh, so they're at home and he's putting everybody, she's putting everybody to bed. And um, are, you, are you lamenting that the man's not helping? Well, yeah, I am going to notice it because what's the man doing? Just sitting in bed, making himself real comfortable. In his defense, he's himself. helped out all day and done a lot of stuff. Well, that's true. Yeah, he's I mean, done enough. It's her job. <laughs> she also, those is kids the are like old enough to go to bed. That's true. Yeah, no, but and she, he was in the bed getting things ready for later. He was, yeah. He he was getting ready to pay her for all that hard work. Yes. You been doing? He was about to give her some hard work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we I think we this is when we kind of see she's got a special bond with this son too. And she says, uh, stick with me, you'll be safe. And then she does the little thing where they la- they lace their fingers together. It's real sweet. They hold hands? Yeah, uh, and then she notices that the son has drawn a picture of this bloody man, bloody hands man. She's like, who's this? And he's like, nah, it's nobody. Don't worry about it. Yeah. This also shows that she act- she actually has a bond with the daughter, too, because yeah. she goes in the daughter's room. She's like, put the phone away. I know you stole the phone. Put the phone mm-hmm. away. The phone- it's almost like she's their mom. Yes. Yeah. It just or establishes is again. she? Well, I guess she actually she's is. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. When do you think those kids were born if she's not? <laughs> Every interaction with this family shows that they really do love each other and they have a good bond with each other. All right. So now um, she's talking to the dad who was just lounging around on the bed getting ready it's for some time. Let the man relax, Jen. <laughs> no, it's just really funny. We've all been there where your girl is staring out the window all PTSD'd and you're laying on the bed. You're like, <laughs> hey. like but yeah, she's staring out you the window. <laughs> hey, it's my move. What did you say? Do you speak Spanish? Yeah, that's my pickup line. Ah, <laughs> uh, como Hab- estas usted? <laughs> Hablo español, señor. But he notices that his wife's upset and he sits up and he's like, are you going to actually tell me what's been going on? I do feel like he's trying to be a good guy. Like he I is. Oh, yeah. no, I'm giving him a hard time. This yeah. is an intimate moment. I think they capture it well. It is, I, think, yeah. I think he's like, yeah. again, I relate to this scene because me too. I, I really like, I really related to this guy. And he's like, can we talk about this, please? And like, you know, tell me what's really going on. And she finally opens up about yeah. her house of mirrors experience. Mm-hmm. She says she doesn't want to be there. And she says this weird stuff happened back then. And she tells her story from the house of mirrors. And she, what she says is, she saw this girl in the house of mirrors and she feels like ever since then she's been still with her and they've still been connected and she knows that she's coming for her. and she's saying I feel really uncomfortable I want to leave I don't want to be here anymore I feel like she's been chasing me my whole life yeah, yeah. and that kind of connects to the PTSD thing we were talking about like if you are really triggered by this one situation she just wants to leave but he doesn't react terribly to that like I feel like he's kind of taking her seriously and he's like if- no, th- again I really like this guy because yeah. he's like that's a long time ago but she's like no 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 you don't believe he's like no I do believe you I really do believe yeah. you yeah. I support you it was a really sweet because usually in horror movies you know the guy's like I don't believe you you're insane it is actually a trope that women say they feel uncomfortable in horror movies and men don't believe them or nobody else believes them and then I, they all die listen to women I do also like that he does sort of make like a shitty joke and he's like, he okay, does. that was probably not the best time. Yeah, what like, is, is it? I could probably that take so you out. Many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that joke was hilarious. Well, if she it looks was funny. just like you, I could probably beat the shit out of you. Yeah. So I'll take her. So and you're like, safe, yeah. 
What? <laughs> Read the room. And then he knocks her on the chin lightly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's real sweet. But I get the sense that if she had kept pressing this, he would have taken them home. Like, he would have taken her that seriously, which made me really like him. But then the power goes out. Okay, the power has been going out in my house pretty recently. If like it goes out, I'm leaving immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. There's a podcast in our driveway. <laughs> One of them has a hat on. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Where's the owl? <laughs> It's right like evil Mikey seems so nice and <laughs> everyone loves him. That one doesn't have commitment issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He seems so happy. <laughs> that one has two kids and a wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then the power goes out and then Jason the son comes up and says, There's a family in our driveway. And this we've seen this in the trailer too. I jumped at that moment too because oh, yeah, the dad he, sort of walks out and he's just standing there and that mm-hmm. sort of scared the shit out of and me. He, he's got the mask back on, which he tends to only wear when he feels unsafe. Yeah. So there's the family and we see them standing in the driveway and they've got these red jumpsuits and we can't really see them very closely right now, but they look like a family and they look like a familiar shape and well, they're holding hands, right? Yeah. They're yeah. holding hands. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how you, Oh yeah. They are like across the America. Yeah. Yeah, like across the driveway. He's like, it's probably just a neighbor family. I'm going to go talk to them. Yeah, yeah, like their power might be out too. Like I sort right. of understood that yeah. at first. Hey, if your power ever goes out, you need to check to make sure that the houses around you have their power out. Also, because if you are the only house on your block without power, someone's trying to murder you. No, you well, just- the streetlights were still on too. And that's like the first, uh-huh. yeah, you call the cops immediately if the streetlights are yeah, still on. Which yeah. they do. He, she's well, like, give me your doesn't. phone. Oh, she he freaks out. Oh, she wants to. She knows exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, because this is like what she's been thinking is going to happen yeah. the whole time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and he thinks, listen, I know you're on edge. I'm yeah. sure it's just powers out. Let me go talk to the family and mm-hmm. I'll come back. It'll be fine. And then she's like, give me your phone to yeah. her daughter. Mm-hmm. And she calls the police and she says they're going to be here in 14 minutes, I think. It was like it wasn't an emergency for them. Exactly. Like, and they, they don't they ever were like, show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send a well, car I mean, this, by. This lake house is out in the middle of nowhere. Where 14 minutes is probably a decent response time. But, it, but the cops never show up. Well, the cops have a lot going on. Later on, we learn that there's an invasion from the sewers. That's right. They probably all got stabbed. Yeah, he goes outside and drive. He's like, he's talking to things like, guys, if you don't mind, you're freaking out my family. Can you get off my property? Yeah, can you help folks? If you wouldn't mind, skadoot, I'd appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they're standing in the driveway, and this whole time he's talking, they are just not moving at all. And so this is when he starts to feel a little weird. So he goes back in the house and he's like, okay, let's call the cops, which I love too because he immediately knows. Well, not immediately, but he takes it seriously pretty much right away. Yeah, I mean, he goes up there and they're not, like, asking for help or they're not like, hey, is your power out too? Yeah, you yeah. call the cops immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's call 911. And then she's like... <laughs> yeah, we already did. But I really like that they don't mess around. He takes the threat seriously almost immediately. Yeah. Because then he gets his baseball bat and he puts his shoes on and he goes back out. And I loved this part in the trailer when she's like, Zora, get your shoes on. Because she's thinking. She's like, we gotta run. So he goes out and he says, y'all wanna get crazy. We can get crazy. Nice. <laughs> then they do. Spot they on. They really impre- get crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that's when shit They do. Yeah, yeah, because what she does, her little hand thing, and they just scatter. And this freaks me out. I feel like in the trailer, there's a big, like, music cue there. Wait, do you think if he had said, if y'all want to get pizza... We can get pizza. Would they have just gotten pizza? Do you think it's because he said, if you guys want to get crazy, we can get crazy? And then they they decided, maybe we should be crazy. Oh, my God. Maybe they remembered they'd already had rabbit. They could have had pizza, Mikey. If anybody shows up on your driveway with croc-looking sandals and a red jumpsuit and (laughs) scissors, they're getting crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Whether you want to or not. Yeah, whether you got the good pizza or the Papa John's. (laughs) But it's DiGiorno. (laughs) I do not like DiGiorno. Side note. All right. 
Wait, so, you don't like DiGiorno? No. Well, is that a hot sponsor take? us now. Too crusty. Yes. <laughs> this episode brought to you by DiGiorno. Yeah. When you could have delivery and you choose DiGiorno, you can go fuck yourself. Exactly. What is wrong with you? Do you not know what pizza is? So they scatter. Well, they don't just scatter. The dad, he starts oh, immediately yeah. banging on the door. Yes. And he comes back inside and he's banging and banging and banging. And the dad's freaked out. But well, the kids go to the opposite sides of the house. Evil dad stops being on the door and knows that they have a fake rock key. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I thought he was going to pick the rock up and bust the window. Me too, because there's a window right by the door. Right. And he's got to so unlock goes, it. But. So the wife goes, that's our key. And he's like, no, what white people stuff is that? <laughs> that was real funny. But he also says, when the dad comes back in, he even says, they're going around the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Is the back door locked? And that's when the daughter, the daughter runs to her bedroom. Windows open, yeah. Right. Yeah. So she runs back to her bedroom and closes the window. And at that point, us daughter is climbing the, the mm-hmm. tree is next to the, the window. on the roof. Yeah, yeah, she's scrappy. And I just wrote two too many windows because this house has way too many windows. Yes, to oh, that's feel. a selling point to a lot of houses. Yeah, yeah. listen, it's a very open floor natural plan, light Jen. Is good, yeah. yeah, a lot love, of lovely natural light. It's, it's super m- easy for a family to murder you. It's in this on house. the yeah. shore, Jen. They will always know where you are. It's got a boat rack. What do they call those? Where you, a uh, dock? Boat dock. <laughs> a boat rack. Oh my! I don't know. God. A boat, let alone enough <laughs> boats to necessitate a boat rack. rack. Yeah. I think you're talking about motor boating, <laughs> a rack, which is like totally different, but. I am on board for it, Mikey. <laughs> I'm out. Jen, let Call me explain to you what. Oh, I can. know what it is. I'm shutting it down. Let me show you on Mikey real quick. Get on in here. <laughs> gross. Uh, Just stay away gross. from the pink guy. All right, let's Hoist uh, move the anchor. On. I'm ready. <laughs> I apologize, Chris. All right, so she's whistling the Itsy Bitsy Spider song. Us yeah. mom is. And we start to see the scissors at this point, too. Yes. And then uh, Evil Dad has the door open, and then Good Dad, they're having a back and forth push. Yeah. And he grabs the bat out of his hand and nails him in the knee. Mm-hmm. And, and then crumples, gets in. Yeah. Which is another reason, because I have a bad knee. So me and this guy are like real on the same level. Yeah. Did it doesn't break version? his leg, but it does like twist his knee in a way that he is hobbling the rest Let's of the movie. Let's say he had an ACL surgery, he hits it right in the right spot, and it just goes out. We've all been there. Yeah. Did an us him. version of you <laughs> yeah. or you. your ACL? Yeah. So now they're in the house and the little son lights the fire. And so they're sitting down and the family's sitting and they're looking. And this is the first time we start to see their faces and we start to realize, if you haven't seen the trailer, they're the same actors playing. They look yeah. exactly they're like the I characters. mean, even the son says they're us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The hair's a little different. It's like a less glamorous version, like a dehumanized version of the car- the family. Oh, yeah. Like me the next morning. Mm-hmm. Like the dad doesn't. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. Like the dad it's- doesn't have glasses. The daughter's hair a little bit different. The mom's hair is very natural. And oh, just and she is short. so good at that glass eye, uh-huh. like super creepy look, man. Dude, she is just amazing in this movie. If and they gave Oscars to people who were in horror movies. Besides she, Kathy Bates and um, Jodie Foster. But like, you don't think Hereditary got snubbed? Absolutely Hereditary Yeah, that's what snubbed. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I know. Like, they don't like, they just don't respect it like they used to, they I don't. guess. Well, but yeah, like, she does an amazing job in this movie. Oh, she was I fantastic. I did not like this movie. Yeah. But it was well, on all sides, it was well acted. But she was a standout success for me. She really and was. And I just think her part was probably more meaty than everyone else's mm-hmm. was. And that's why I'm calling her out specifically. But she was amazing. So, they're lighting the fire and she starts talking. And she's got this creepy voice. Mikey, do it. I'm your shadow. The inward speaking. This is where she explains. <laughs> have you seen the beginning of Peter Pan? It's the oh beginning of Peter Pan. I'm no, going to need sounds, you she's to like call she Todd a... at like two in the morning. And say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I need to do the uh, the grudge noise. 
That's not the grudge, grudge talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Grudge Talk. <laughs> I'm your grudge. So she starts telling her story. Once upon a time, there was a girl, and she's saying in a super creepy voice, and she's telling the story about how um, she was the girl in the shadows, and she saw this girl come to her, and then she had to live the life of this girl just like a shitty version of it. Yeah, just the underworld version of it. Mm-hmm. And what we kind of find out is these people, the tethered people, were like, they basically just had to live the life of the person on the surface just with... But why? At this point, I um, still thought it was a supernatural movie and thought these were like their shadow selves. Yeah. Or like oh, is it, did shitty. you think that because that's exactly what she says to her? Yeah, yes. she does. She yeah. says it was like the but shadow. I mean, like, and that's I mean, what I'm just I was saying, saying like, I don't blame you for feeling that like, way. Like yeah. uh, paranormal, like this is all our negative energy. We're living sure. this good life and all the bad things that could have happened went on to the spirits or whatever we thought they were at the time. Yeah. And then they made a reference to God. God, God brought us together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she goes through and she's like, you've met a prince, but I had to marry this big lunk Abraham I, know. I didn't love. And then the kids came out all messed and up. I and I had I'm, a monster. Mm, yes. And they had to cut the girl open and take the son out. And I ended up with this kid. It was. But why was, do they have to live the same life as the upstairs people? Uh, do you want me to go on this now, what I think? The movie did imply this. I would need to hear the conversation again. During the end where they do all the exposition, yeah. where they talk about how the, like the, the tunnels were like clones or something. I think there was a government program to clone the population to like either replace people when they needed to or manipulate people. But what they found out is that these clones were they couldn't clone the soul. They were tethered together. And they that was an unintended consequence. And so they were acting out the other people's lives. They were connected somehow. Mm-hmm. But they were just going through the motions, kind of like a pantomime of it. Yeah. But none of that's explained. Like that's just you. No, guessing I think I think there's like four or five sentences that they mentioned something about yeah. a government thing. Yeah, they mentioned this and then and it makes more sense like like the evils of cloning and then like the souls are connected or something like that. And they can't just replace people at will. So every time someone's born, the government makes a clone of them and puts them in the tunnels? I think at some point, but they said they ended the program. She said they ended the program. So I guess maybe in the 80s, well, they, but they had kids. Yeah. I think if you can let this kind of thing go, you can enjoy the movie better. I right. didn't really care why, you know. I think the the what he's trying to say with it is more important than the how this actually happened. I didn't um, think it was as bad as I'm laying it on. I just didn't like it. I thought it was yeah. real stupid. Yeah. But I sort of think about all movies. If, it, if For me to like a scary movie, it has to be not that scary and a fantastic movie. Yeah. Cause I, I know, because I <laughs> go in mad that I'm having to watch it. I think this is more suspenseful thriller than like horror yeah. horror. We'll get into that when we talk scary scale, but I, it was not super scary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, no, I agree. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more scary than it was. I thought it was original and I thought it was epic scaled and I I really enjoyed it. And so they're talking about, the dad's like, you can have my wallet, you can, <laughs> you can have the boat and the daughter says, nobody wants the boat, dad. That was pretty funny. It's a funny little moment in that, yeah. But he clearly doesn't really understand what's going on. In fact, the yeah. only person that really understands what's going on right now is the mom. Yes, because she keeps saying, Gabe, stop, Gabe. And I this was a real suspenseful scene because I wasn't quite sure at this point how violent everything was going to get, how much I was going to have to see because I kept being afraid that I was going to have to watch the dad get beat to death with his baseball or bat. Or stabbed. You know? yeah, yeah, or this these children die in front of their mom. Evil mom is like, uh, you need to chain yourself to the table. You need to tether yourself to the Tethered table. Tether yourself to the table, which comes mm-hmm. in again at the end. Well, and she asks them, who are you? And the mom says, we're Americans, which I think is significant. Do you? Yeah. That was the first time in the movie I laughed out loud. Oh, really? Yeah. 
No, I think that's part of the point that he's trying to make. Not quite sure I totally understand the point he's trying to make. I don't, I, and that's I don't, why it's a bad movie. No, I don't think mm. it fits with what he's trying to say. I, 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 don't, I, thought it was, I think it was a little out of character for Yeah, uh, for I no. thought it was real laughable. I've got a quote on it. So this is when Shadow Dad takes the glasses and starts like dragging the dad away and dragging him down to the boat. And everybody, the mom like dismisses each one of them to go take their doppelganger or their, their partner off into a different place. Yeah, so the dads go down to the boat. The daughters go for a run. Yeah. And go she for said, a jaunty run. And she gives her a head start, too. Because I guess Shadow Daughter is a good runner, too. But did you not notice that whatever the good person, the however they move, the other evil person moved in the same way? Yeah, they mm-hmm. So they didn't use that power to their advantage until that young boy did what yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. Because they could have killed them a long time ago if they had yeah. just realized Because they mirror a lot because they've been mirroring their entire life and the only one who hasn't is um, the shadow mom yes which for reasons that make sense we do find out at this point because I think the son figures out that the that Mm -hmm. the evil version of himself mirrors himself when they go into the closet Mm -hmm. because he's like doing those motions in the closet he's like oh you're just mirroring what I'm doing right and then eventually he locks him in the closet okay so yeah they go into the closet and he's propped it open with the ambulance so the shadow son has a Match, whereas the real son has a Zippo. It's just a, like a it's just a lighter. It's, it's not just a, Zippo, a lighter, right? isn't yeah. it? Right? It's no. not a lighter. It's just like yeah. a magic trick ring that can make sparks. Yeah. Okay, it's not an actual lighter. No, I don't know. That sound reminded but, me. But but it is the reason it sounds like that is because it's the top part of a Zippo. Like right, that's right. that's how the trick. I think it's like to light things on fire. Like if you're like throwing out like oils and you just like light them on fire. I don't really yeah. know what it was. They don't explain it. And I love when the daughter's like, why don't you just tell us what's supposed a trick to happen? Something like a whore does for money. <laughs> Yeah. That's a quote from Arrested Development. Don't get mad at us. Get mad at Job. So at one point, the daughter is like, why don't you just tell us what it's supposed to be? And maybe if he did, I would have known it wasn't a Zippo. This is when he's like mirroring and he's making him take off his mask and he sees that the bottom of his face is really burned. The bottom of the evil version of the boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he puts it back down and the match goes out and he scoots out the door and kicks it closed. The good mom is tethered to the coffee table mm-hmm. and she actually has her head pressed against the coffee table because the bad mom's pushing her into the coffee table right yeah and then they hear the bad son like beating on the closet door and then good mom goes that one's yours and i cracked i thought up that was that funny part. yeah i, was like, I thought yeah, that was really funny that's a mom talking to another yeah mom. yeah that, that yeah, was great i did that really was really like funny but bad mom walks off and goes to open the closet yep. and good son is run off and this is when good mom gets her weapon for the rest of the movie that fire poker right and then breaks the bottom thing that she had tethered herself to yes on yeah. the coffee table the and coffee now table. she's free with a weapon well and so throughout this is happening we're seeing the daughter running down the road and then we yeah. see that the shadow daughter is already there because she's <laughs> a shadow super also, runner. shadow daughters form way better yeah. Well, yeah yes and so they're like hiding around the car and then we see she slowly looks up and she sees I shadow hate, daughter on top I of the car scenes like this because if i was on the other side of my doppelganger and a car was in between us and that person just ducked down mm-hmm. so I can no longer see them through the windows. I would just run away from the exactly. car. Exactly. What are you doing? You, you don't need to know where teenager. she is. You know she's not right behind you. Run yeah. away. But you do circle the car. It is kind of like the movies that they're like circling the oh, car. Oh, that I bought. I yeah. mean, I did buy that, especially if you know they're faster than you. I'm not going to get an open foot race. What it are was we ridiculous. Doing? It was funny. This is not funny because then a neighbor comes out. And okay, and at this point, I thought that th- they could only kill their doppelganger. I did too. Because yeah. why else would Bad Mom dismiss them? 
in their pairs, right? right? We all, I mean, I think we're all on board here saying like they were either like ghosts or shadows or like, yeah. I, yeah. I did not think anyone else was going to see them or be involved. Me either. I thought the movie was going to cut halfway like the police arrived and they disappeared. I thought this girl was just going to like start murdering everybody she came across because this is exactly what she does. The neighbor comes up and is like, what the fuck are you doing on my car? And she just jumps down and like scissor stabs him. No, she stabs him in the nuts. But she like jumps down and gets low and then stabs Mm -hmm. up in a groinal type area. I didn't, it's like out of focus as the other girl's running away, but it looked pretty graphic. Yeah, we don't see very much of it because the girl, as soon as she sees the neighbor, the girl takes off. Yeah. Like, because she's smart. I thought that part was hilarious. Get off my car. Yeah. (laughs) The girl's like, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. That's my evil twin. Bye. (laughs) Good luck, white guy. (laughs) Okay, so then we start to see, and we're going a little bit out of order because a lot of this is cutting back and forth. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this happens in the movie time at the same time. Right. So, like, the dad is on the boat with doppelganger dad, and they're, like, fighting. I really did like the boat fight. I did, too. Because, like, the engine stops, and he pulls himself out of the body bag tight thing that he's in good dad does mm-hmm. right and bad dad is like beating on the engine to try and get to start again yeah. and then they fight for a bit and then good dad knocks bad dad into the water and he's like mm-hmm. oh thank god uh-huh. and then the engine starts and he falls and he into the falls water, in the water yeah. Yeah. yeah but the bad dad has been caught by yes. the life preserver so he gets uh, yanked away with the boat so he's like okay I just have to swim back to shore now that was definitely the scary if I'm gonna fight my doppelganger being in the water in the dark scariest situation in a lake too you don't know what's down there oh and we hear the dad like calling out to something else and we have no idea what that is and we hear somebody answer too the rest of the shadow people communicate like sasquatch they're like (laughs) yeah and they're like and i'm like okay that was the second time i laughed out loud in the movie and i thought they were learning to talk but now that i've seen the whole thing i'm thinking okay she's the only one that can actually talk like i thought that she had just learned to talk before them when good mom and bad mom switched in 86 when Mm -hmm. they were kids Mm -hmm. the reason she didn't talk when they found her is because she couldn't speak right she didn't know how to speak Mm -hmm. so neither did anyone else except for good mom who switched right Mm -hmm. who was then taken down into the underworld Mm -hmm. she just hadn't spoken in so long that she spoke weird right so he we leave the dad and he's in the water so then the boat comes back and just stops because it's a shitty boat and then dad is trying to climb on top of the boat and then we see the the shadow dad's head rise up yeah and grab his foot and so they're kind of struggling and he's got his scissors and about to stab him in the face and then i couldn't figure out what he yeah so bad dad has good dad like in a headlock sort of Mm -hmm. thing he's trying to stab him with the scissors but he's leaned over the engine holding on to it trying to stab him and so good dad headbutts the engine to get it to start and it just engine eats up the shadow dad in the water and is gross you didn't really see anything. No, you didn't, it but I imagine it. It sounded gross. gross. It did. The Foley work was spot on on that <laughs> one. <laughs> and then he's just got like bloody goo engine lakeness on him. That's what makes you a man. Now you're a man. <laughs> Son, you're 15. It's time to kill your doppelganger. <laughs> Drink his blood. And then he starts honking the horn and the mom and the kids run out to the boat. And so they get on the boat and they get away and they yeah, see. Yeah, but this is the only, the only person who's dead at this point is... 
dad. Bad dad. Shadow dad. Bad dad and that random Every, neighbor guy. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. And there are probably a bunch of other people getting murdered at this point. We don't point know that too. yet. Yeah, this whole movie, I'm like, okay, none of this, this has evil been revealed family yet. is here. So the mom and the kids are on the boat, and then they get to the neighbor's house, and we see the neighbor is asleep. They're friends from the guy. beach earlier. Yeah, it's not the neighbor. It's not, yeah. They live across friends. the bay. But yeah, so they they go to their friend's place mm-hmm. across the bay, but while they're traveling there, we see their friends, and they have some rich white person argument, and then they find their doppelgangers pop out and kill them. <laughs> yeah. And I, can I just say this? Their doppelgangers are much more efficient with murder <laughs> yes. than the other doppelgangers are. They yeah, they're here business. Well, yeah. You can't yes. talk. You don't have to evil monologue the whole time. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I, I do yeah. think yeah. Shadow White Dad, maybe my favorite character because he's like he Shadow guy. Douchey Dad. Yeah. yeah. He's like, who? Yeah. He's like a less subtle version of the douchebag. Yeah. 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 I it, mean, real life, that guy <laughs> is a douche. Right. Yeah. yeah. But his shadow was like trying to pretend to be a douche with mm. his like kimono on, and I thought it was the best. So the neighbors are getting murdered to good vibrations, and then we see Elizabeth Moss, who is also great in this movie. Yeah, I can see that. I like her too. She's great in Mad Men. So then Elizabeth Moss is crawling across the floor, and she's like, Ophelia, call the police. And it starts playing Fuck the Police by <laughs> like NWA. That. Ophelia. Play fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Anyway, so the white family has been murdered. So this is when our hero family shows up and they're knocking on the door and they see They see the dad. They, they see, see but he's got he's all bloody. They see the white asshole dad show up. He, he does have a kimono on my Yeah, he does. Yes. And so she knows pretty quick that something's up and this yeah, is not his kimono's all this bloody. is not the dad she's looking <laughs> he, he for. Opens the door, he's like, <laughs> and then yeah. they just hit him in the head with the Yeah, like smash the him poker. in the head with the ice pick. She or, knows immediately. Yeah. yeah, fire poker. But is it Elizabeth Moss? That grabs her and pulls her in. Yeah, pulls that was her super in. creepy. No, it, sounded, it seemed like everyone, all three of the girls. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Dad chases other Dad down the steps very slowly because he's got a bad knee and the other guy's got a hole in his head. So this is now the second Shadow Dad that's chased this other Dad into the boat. And but then, a different boat, and this boat is called. Do you know? Uh, biatch. Biatches. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the word in the middle is yacht. I did not see that, and. Uh, I That's amazing. Oh, I thought that, that was hilarious. I yeah. Too. So anyway, this is when the white women take good mom up to the master bedroom and mm-hmm. handcuff both of her hands to the bed. Creepy yeah. twins were the creepiest doppelgangers. They were they really, really were. good as creepy people. Mm-hmm. They're doing creepy cartwheels. Yeah. yeah. And so the kids show up and the kids are coming in and they're hearing this song. And I love how all of this is going on to fuck the police. And they grab, oh, yeah. um, she grabs a golf club. It's a putter. A, oh, pardon me. And so then kid pulls this uh, like a statue like a piece of art with like a big circle thing on top. So then they walk upstairs and they're seeing all these bodies on the floor and they, and they see Creepy Cartwheel. That was the third time I laughed out loud in this movie by Sister the way. Sister just waxed the shit out of this girl with the golf club mm-hmm. and just immediately and then I can't remember which sister it is but she just like goes to town on her and I'm glad I didn't have to see it. Well those are two different ones. Those are two different so ones. Yeah. one pops out when they're still on the I guess the banister looking mm-hmm. over the downstairs area and she knocks her off and she falls over over and lands on the coffee table mm-hmm. and you think she's dead. Yeah. And then as they walk further in, that's when she kills the one in the bathroom by just hitting her over and over and over and over with the yeah. golf club. And then we see, this is when we see Elizabeth Moss. She's looking, she takes the lipstick out and she's putting it on and she's, and I imagine she's been pantomiming all of this stuff her whole life. Well, and she's pantomiming out the window while she sees her shadow husband 
about to fight Good Dad, right? Yeah. Because Good Dad runs into Biatch <laughs> and then uh, grabs the flare gun uh-huh. and then Bad Dad kind of, or I guess Bad White Dad comes down in there and he shoots the flare gun at him and it just like goes wildly out of the way <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it does nothing. And then they actually have a fight mm-hmm. and this is when you see Elizabeth Moss like making those faces in the window yeah. as her bad husband is dying. You don't really know who's winning the fight because they don't show that fight really. But And she's kind of cut it. She goes and she threatens to cut Lupita Nyong'o's face and then she goes in the mirror and she cuts her own face yes. right on the side. And imagine that's kind of like a mimic of the plastic surgery that she had. I didn't okay. think about that, but that makes sense. That yeah. makes real sense. So then the daughter comes up behind her about to smack her with a golf club. And I wrote down almost golf club smash because she turns around and just like Chris Sarandon grabs that golf club without making the impact. And then crazy makeup mom is on top and is about to like stab the daughter with the scissors. And that's when little baby brother comes in and saves the day. Yeah. He hits Elizabeth Moss with that statue looking thing. Yeah. 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 This is where we yes. find out that it's happening all over at least the city. Yeah. So they're all uh, they're all sitting around this table and it kind of mimics the scene where they were sitting at the table earlier. They're like right. coming back together as a family. They're like, what the fuck's going on? They've called 911. They said it's all busy and they start we see them. They're watching TV and they're hearing about all these stories where everybody is coming out of the sewers. And I love that they pan out and they just see the dead daughter on the coffee table where they're all sitting around watching TV. I thought that was a funny little. And the, the dad mom kind of get an argument because the dad wants to stay in this house. And they're like, this house is safe. And then the mom's like, when we ask the Hendersons who are all murdered on the floor, if they were safe in this house, we're going to take the car. We're going to go south. Yeah. Going to go to they, Mexico. I think we forgot one dynamic as well. When the mother stated that she was in charge. Oh, yeah. yeah I wrote she that even quote said, down. She's not in charge anymore. She said, you don't get to make decisions anymore. And I wrote that quote down word for word because I loved it. Why was she so mad at him, though? I don't know. She just Why got, can't they make decisions as a family? Well, I mean, because he believed. Secretly a shadow person. And she knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I did like that. I just I, felt like every point he was trying to make, he failed at making the point. And when I say he, I mean Jordan Peele. I don't mean the dad. I, I mean, disagree. like, I feel like everything he was trying to say or state with this movie, it didn't land for me. This is when we see the, I think we see them holding hands in the footage that we see on the news. So that's the first time we realize maybe there's a bigger plan. Oh, yeah, that does thing. happen then. You're right. Yeah. So then they decide that they're going to drive to Mexico and they're going to steal this family's car. And they're all sitting out in the car. And Corey kept saying, get in the car, get in the car, because there's yeah. people around. And I, But they had to stand outside and argue about their kill count. And I loved this conversation. It was really funny. Because the daughter wants to drive. She doesn't have her license yet, but dad's knees fucked up and mom's handcuffed. And plus she has the highest kill count of everyone. And then they start arguing about the daughter thinks she has the highest kill count, except for the dad. She thinks she's tied with the dad at two. But when perhaps good mom went back into the house to get the car key, she actually killed one of the daughters who was not yet dead. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. When she's like, no, you only got one. I had to kill the daughter again. It was mm-hmm. a pretty funny scene. It was. And so then they see off in the distance, a uh, shadow sister who's been running around and is now coming to get them and she's standing very far away yeah the daughter good daughter's like buckle up and she starts to just floor it right Mm -hmm. at the evil sister but evil sister's ready for it and jumps on top of the car and just hangs out and then starts scissor stabbing the car and so then she stops short and like is holding on by the scissors and so eventually she ends up on top of the car and she stops real short and she kind of throws the daughter and she said she she stops real short you mean the daughter daughter, driving. driving daughter stops real short and throws shadow daughter 
And did you guys hear this in the theater? She was like, is she dead? And like, you could hear at least four or five people say, no, she's not dead. I said, I said, no, she's not yeah. dead. And then when the mom got out of the car, I was like, get back in the car. I know. Who cares if she's dead? Drive away. And so she sees her daughter dead in the tree and she kind of just watches her die, we think. Although we see the daughter later on. Do we? I thought it was the daughter, but maybe it was the shadow mom. It was the shadow mom. That steals the son. Okay, I thought it was the daughter. No. No, it's the mom. All right, so they're driving away to Mexico, I guess, although they end up just going to the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when they get back to the Santa Cruz beach, they see their car on fire, Mm -hmm. and then they hear Mm -hmm. a sound, and then they see the bad son stand up and sort of step back a little bit, and this is when the mom gets out of the car, and she goes like with her weapon towards Mm -hmm. the son, but doesn't hit, doesn't kill her right away. No, he's she's trying to talk to him and he's flicking yeah. his hand. Holding her hands yeah. out. And then yeah. good son's like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is a trap. Everybody out of the car. Mm-hmm. So they get out of the trap and then she sees the gasoline stream going down to the car. Yeah, what we had heard is him cutting the fuel line, I guess. Must have oh, been. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Kid was doing his snaps and noticed mm-hmm. the kid snapping and, and risen with him. So he gets out of the car and starts backing up to make evil version of him back up into the fire. Yeah, I thought that was the coolest kill in the whole thing because yeah. he sort of made him kill himself. Yeah, yeah he did. But it backfires. Oh, shit. Because he ends up backing up so far that Shadow Mom grabs him. Yeah. Not Shadow Sister. Some of you may have thought it was Shadow Sister. No one did. It's actually Shadow Mom. Jen, that was only you that thought that? (laughs) Jen's fun facts. (laughs) I thought Shadow Sister was dead when I saw her foot dangling behind her head. When she looked like the chick from Trick or Treat at the very beginning. (laughs) I love Trick or Treat. So, yeah, this is when Good Mom sees that the sun has been taken. Yeah. And she starts to run off down the road towards bad evil mom who is, I guess, running into the underworld. We don't see her again until she's revealed later in the underworld. Yeah. And so now Lupita goes down to the beach and she goes into the house of mirrors, which apparently anybody can just walk into all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Everyone she, has access to this place. Yes. And she writes the biggest wrong of the movie by punching the fuck out of that owl. Yes. <laughs> fuck that owl. It scared me. <laughs> I like it that goes, owl. Damn you, yeah. Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Clash of the Titans, remember? Thank you. Yeah. Then so the dad and the sister are walking down the beach and they hide in an ambulance and we see the hands across America are all over the beach and all through the town in a giant line. We also see that when the mom goes towards the house of mirrors again. Yes, yeah. yeah. And we're starting to see the scope of this too because people keep seeing it in different and, and places. again, dad's just a great dad because he's, he's like, let's hide in the ambulance. We can be yeah. safe here. There's probably bandages. Yeah. And then, and then... It's a smart thing to do. Daughter is worried, but he's like, your mother knows what to do. She can help handle herself and we're going to be okay. Yeah. And so we see a white rabbit... Um, hopping through this house of mirrors. And this is really cool because she's going down um, all these different layers and it doesn't look like a mystical rabbit tunnel at all. It just looks like the emergency and then the maintenance tunnel and then this long escalator when down. When she went down the escalator, that, I was, that threw me. I know. I was like, <laughs> what? what? So Todd's like, yes, it did throw me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that was like the fifth time I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, the only thing stopping the negative version of people from coming up is an escalator? Yes. Maybe they just couldn't figure out how to... It was a well, real if it's an movie. escalator that only goes down, what do you do? Then how did she get up at the very beginning? She's special. She ran. She did, <laughs> yeah. No one else thought to run? Well, they can't talk, so... So they can't think? And they have to do what their doppelganger person is doing. And if their doppelganger they, they do is not going... They do what their doppelganger person is doing. But now, they don't have to. 
Because she doesn't have to. But she's not a doppelganger. No, she is. Yeah. She was born of the shadow. She was. <laughs> okay, That's another th- reason I think the movie's real stupid. Mm, I don't think it's stupid. I just think this is a part that I can let go of to see the bigger picture of the movie. It doesn't matter. Right. So you're just okay with it not making any sense because you like certain points of it. Do you think exactly. that That's fine. Yeah. I just, yeah. Do you think that escalator ever went like out of order in like the 30 years? Escalator has become stairs. <laughs> we apologize for the convenience. No, that's how they even get up. There's just like yellow tables like this escalator's out of order. And they're like, we're trapped out here in Clone World. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So then she gets down to the bottom of this escalator and she sees um, this hallway with like these little bit. It looks like kind of like a train. uh, I don't know. It looks like a psychiatric ward. And that's what I thought it was in the trailer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it sort of looked like that. Like I totally had a whole different film built up from the trailer in my mind. And I'm glad it wasn't that film. Yeah, me too. And it's a it's a hallway and we see classrooms with the little rabbit cages in it. And there's like desks and chalkboards and stuff. And, and it's all real nice. Like, where's the it is know, the clone uh, janitor's real good. He's that's been copying the janitor clones all that's day definitely long. The Mikey doppelganger. He's like, we've got to keep this place real clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm messy in real life because my evil version. He's like real type A man. The more I think about this movie, the more I just like it. <laughs> OK, so then we finally see in one of the classrooms we find Shadow Mom at the uh, blackboard and she's and we see the we see stick figures holding hands across the blackboard. Yeah, written on the blackboard, and but she's mm-hmm. got scissors with construction paper. And she's cutting paper dolls out that are con- attached at the hands. Four paper dolls. Oh, yeah. Nice pick. And so then she starts telling the story. This is um, the exposition. Oh, this is the exposition part. This is yeah, where I yeah. did the whole thing. And I didn't mind this so much because I loved the way they shot it and it was a real close up on her face, but you see her in the background. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of exposition. Yeah, and this is where they should have explained why (laughs) government makes clones for the population to replace them, to manipulate them. But you can't clone a soul, so they're all tethered and weird together. That's what I got from that scene. All right, so if all the tethers have to do what the people upstairs are doing, why didn't she? Because she she wasn't. Because she she was was born special. Mm -hmm. Why was she? How was she born special? I remember remember her saying that. She's clone Nia. That's how I got it. She's the Kwisatz Zadarak? Yeah. I, I don't Dune? really care why she's a... Uh, what is that? It's from Dune. That's yeah. some deep cuts. So mm-hmm. I think I think it was coincidental that she came up through the House of Mirrors, mm-hmm. which, and then... Uh, mm-hmm. Now, this is giving a lot of leeway, so hear me out. But then when she they finally saw each other, that's when the shadow snapped to being able to make her own decisions when they saw each other. And then that's when she choked her, knocked her out, dragged her back down, switched her T-shirt, and was like, I'm getting out of here. But I also think I don't really care. I don't need to know how and why this all worked. Oh, I, I just, like, I I like just, this part. I, 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 I really like this because right. it, it sets the whole motion of all the events for the whole film. And when she switched as a little girl, she was taught to do everything that humans do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she learned mm-hmm. how to be a human. And she that's learned why how she, to speak. Mm-hmm. And she learned everything that she was mirroring as a tethered soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It cuts back to the therapist's office. Like she was only gone 15 minutes. What could have happened? And then right. you're like, Oh, that's not her. Yeah. yeah. And so then if you think about everything that we've been talking about, how she just seems a little bit off, that starts to be put into a little bit more context. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of hilarious because all she, all the original girl is stuck down in Clone World with is like a Hands Across America t-shirt and handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And that's like pretty much her whole plan like 30 years later. Like, all right, yeah. I'm going to really handcuff is. people and we're going to make Hands yes. Across America. Yeah. But yes. evil. Uh-huh. But we've actually revealed the twist at the end before it actually happens we in the have. movie. 
movie. Because we don't know this yet. Right. So they're about to have their fight scene where we think good mom, who's wearing white and mm-hmm. it's all bloody, and then bad mom, who's wearing the red jumpsuit, they're about to have their fight where you realize that good mom, who's dressed in white, who's really bad mom, mm-hmm. is a stormtrooper. Right. And she can't hit shit. I loved this part. This is my favorite part really? of the whole movie. I loved it. This was like the seventh it. time I laughed out loud. Oh, no, man. Because the music starts, the I Got Five on it, but it's like the slow creepy. And it's like they're there because they keep showing like flashes of the ballet and each of them, like one doing ballet in the hallway and one doing ballet on stage. Yeah. And then they are dancing with each other as they're fighting, but it's like a dance fight. I thought it was well cut. I, I And I think it, oh it my God. I, I think it stood for the fact that unlike their shadows, they both really enjoyed dance. And that's how they connected. Mm-hmm. She uh, and she kept that. just like dancing out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because she <laughs> was a, she was she the was. one who was the good dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one could not dance. Mm-hmm. She gave it up at 14. Exactly. Because she was the so clone. That's what she said. She peaked. But it looked she like the mom did not give it. The evil did. mom did not give it up. No. Because remember, evil mom was the one who actually could dance. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she's the one who had the soul to begin with. Yes. And she had more. She exactly. was more possessive. I like, the fight. I, I like the fight because she dodges in some interesting <sighs> ways and it's cut well. Mm, I, I didn't like it. the end of the fight because it didn't fit with the rest of the fight. That's the only part I didn't like. Can I just say this real quick? I understand what you're saying, but we've seen good mom who's actually a bad mom kill a bunch of people. Yes. She's able to True. fight. And the other mom who's actually good mom is able to not get hit through the power of dance? No. What is this, Equilibrium? <laughs> this is a really bad movie, guys. I well, and I think there's also an element of you're fighting with yourself, too. So you're, she's anticipating these movements because they are Evil movements. mom's been consistently a better fighter than good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because evil mom was originally the author of the movements that good mom was mirroring all of her life so she was always a step behind because she was just operating on what good mom who was the better dancer was able to do she was the one who was originating the movements This conversation is infuriating. Well, I think it ends her- terribly. Yeah, it's real twist because she she can't hit her at all, and then just impales her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it is Randomly. a very like you yeah. think she's about to die, and then she accidentally gets stabbed or something. She didn't realize. What was I did happening. not like that part. I feel like no. something else should have resolved that fight. Well, something else did resolve the fight when she snaps her neck with her handcuffs. Well, that's so- after she stabs her. Yeah. Evil mom's whole plan is foiled by over expositioning. And monologuing, it's like a, she has like all the supervillain tropes. It's like a James Bond movie. Like, yeah, she's, yeah, she's playing with it's it. like Professor Glass, only the dancer. What you fail to realize, good actual evil mother, is that I am a master at scissoring. I'm oh, wait, that came out, that came out wrong. That came out wrong. But you know what I'm saying? I'm surprised she didn't like tire to a table and like this laser will slowly go up and cut you in half. This scene did not make my sense yeah. <laughs> when you think about oh, it. Oh, but I loved it. And because here's oh. here, here's what I got out of this movie oh my is God. that the tethered person, the dark person is the part of you that you're afraid that you are. And the light person or not the light, per- but the 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 surface person is who you want to be and the darker person is who you really are underneath and I talking about the PTSD stuff I've talked a little bit about this but I have that and I was watching her and I was just seeing her fighting with herself and trying to overcome this demon that she's always following her and then when she finally does and she has that scream I that's I cried a little bit you mean bit. when the bad version of herself killed the good version of herself but you don't herself? know it's the bad version yet and it's that, not I think good mom's still good mom I think any child especially if they were 
or six or five, however you're saying, would want to escape evil clone world. Right. We've been talking the whole time about how we see her connect with her kids and we see like this bond that the family has. And if this is evil mom the whole time, like evil mom in disguise the whole time, she's still when she got to the surface, she took possession of the soul. So she still has a soul inside her. She just wasn't the original person who owned the soul. I, I think the darker versions are, I don't want to say opposites of you, but the people you don't, I think the people you actively don't want to be. So like the dad is a very sensitive, large man, you know, yeah. good father. His version, you know, was just like crow magnum man. Mom's version didn't care about her kids at all because she watched them die without reaction. And the dad, she's like, I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. And then, so I think, I think it's the versions of ourselves we actively don't want to be. And what you're afraid of okay. in your personality. I, I, that's what I saw. But I could see other people having different interpretations. That's just the one that connected with me. And part of why I like this movie is something we talked a little bit about. He gives you just enough to see what makes sense to you without over. I mean, except we just said exposition dump, but I could just ignore that. And I was like, yeah, this is what this movie means to me. And it could mean something totally different <laughs> to somebody else. And you laugh, but I mean, that we just watch movies differently, you know? Yeah, and, I watch movies for what the artist is trying to put on the screen and right. you watch them and project your own shit onto it. Right, but that's, that's how fine. like I yeah. work through stuff. She finds Jason in the locker. Right. And mm-hmm. she's like trying to reconnect with him and we see that he's not really connecting with her. And he didn't know which one survived. Right, yeah, because they both look exactly the same and she's trying and she does that lacing fingers thing with him. And so then we see that they're all driving away in the ambulance and the mom is driving and everybody's kind of relaxing. And then we see the flashback, the final flashback where we see what actually happened. In 86. In 86. And this is where we find out that Shadow, little baby Lupita Nyong'o, dragged her in and traded places with her. And the Lupita Nyong'o we have thought was the good mom the whole time was really Shadow Mom. Yes. Like lit passing through the world. That's when you start to make sense of why things feel so awkward with her and why she doesn't like talking and and we've talked about that kind of throughout but this is yeah. when we actually see it and mm-hmm. i think all children should go see this movie but when you <laughs> walk away from your parents mm-hmm. yeah. your ass will be tied up and swapped out yeah, yeah. this is what's gonna happen yeah it's a cautionary <laughs> yes. tale yeah mm-hmm. all children sh- should see this movie as a parent i'm on board for that but this is the end of the movie <laughs> this is well so, it's almost the end of the movie because then she's looking at the sun and we kind of get a sense that the son might not trust the mom anymore because he kind of thinks maybe she's the shadow mom yes. still and then You've we also pan seen out your mom kill like a shitload of people that's so like that he would kills somebody too well. i mean yeah, but yeah. that would still scar you. But yes, yes, I agree. And then we pan out and we see the hands across America. We see helicopters flying above them. And that's the movie. <laughs> and that's the movie. Yeah. Todd, oh, you got God. box office for us? No. <laughs> it just came out. I think it's going to make a lot of money. I think it's going to make a lot budget. of money, too. I think it will make a lot of money, but I don't think it deserves to. Mm. I think it'll make a lot of money on the back of Get Out, to be honest with you. So Jen's fun facts. Jen's fun facts. So we have been talking about whether this was a race movie or not. And I love that this could have been a functional movie with the main family being white. And it was a choice. I think to we make said it, it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was a race movie. To it me. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 What I'm saying is he could have cast a white family, but he chose to cast a black family just because those are people that exist in the world, too. And that this is notable because the main protagonist is a black woman and we don't see that very much and we're empathizing with her and we're following her story and she is the hero and she's the villain the main main villain in the story and I love that we connect to both sides of those people because just like in this movie nobody is all good and nobody is all bad and everybody has depth to their character just like real life 
Yeah. Exactly. So the quote that I have from Jordan Peele about what this movie is, is he says, this movie's not about race, but there are so many ways in which America is about race, and this movie is about America. So... (laughs) Yes and no, it is about That race. is such a BS response if I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard one. A, no, it's not. B, make a better movie next time and oh, try and no, pass I it liked off. It. it was definitely not about America. No. No. That's why when she said we're Americans, I la- I laughed out loud. Like it was laughably funny. Well, I got another quote. I've never seen an artist aim and miss their mark so hard. I will say uh, I could see his metaphor being like if the darker versions are the parts of ourselves that we tend to ignore or minimize or the parts we don't want to be, then the shadow versions are all of the things in America that are bad that most people pretend that we aren't, but that part of that exists and is tethered to us. And the quote I have along those lines from Jordan Peele is, in the broader stroke of things, this movie is about this country and when I decided to write this movie I was struck by the fact that we are in a time where we fear the other whether it is the mysterious invader that we think is going to come kill us and take our jobs or the faction that we don't live near that voted a different way than us we're all about pointing the finger and I wanted to suggest that maybe the monster we really need to look at has our face maybe the evil is us that's an interesting interpretation it was also just a, I thought it was like a real original movie I did too and I, if I have to do another remake with just like a recasted main cast I'm just gonna it's not gonna be great so True. I, I love the original movie. I think this is going to be a big success. Okay. So um, kind of along what we were saying, um, when Get Out was released, people were trying to say it wasn't a horror. It was a horror thriller. And that's kind of the thing where if a horror movie is good, people try to call it what they're calling us now is elevated horror, which is a way to just shit on horror movies, which sucks. And he said he was really frustrated because Get Out was not, people weren't considering it a horror movie. They were calling it a thriller movie. So he wanted to go all in on horror with this one and make it for sure a horror movie and people are still calling it elevated horror so he tweeted the other day it says us is a horror movie just putting it out which i loved because there's nothing wrong with horror guys horror is awesome okay it was inspired by a twilight zone episode called mirror image and i don't know anything about that episode but i do know that jordan peele is rebooting the twilight zone show right now yeah but it's on cbs all access so i'll never watch it when they were putting the cast together and they were starting to film he asked the cast to watch um, certain movies and now that I've seen it I can look at this list of movies and I can see some different things so these were the movies he wanted his cast to watch so they would have like a common film language and it was Dead Again The Shining, The Babadook It Follows, A Tale of Two Sisters, The Birds Funny Games, Martyrs, Let the Right One In and The Sixth Sense we don't have time to talk about all that stuff. If you want to talk more about this, the Facebook group would be a great place to do that. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot to really start talking about, about what elements we see in each of those movies. We just don't have time to do it right now. I also wanted to plug two links because I am hardly an expert on uh, black cinema. And so I wanted to direct you to some people that know a lot about that. And the first book is called Horror Noir. And it's by Robin R. Means Coleman. And it's about the evolution of black people in horror movies and there's a website that's fantastic called graveyard shift sisters and it goes a lot uh in depth they've got a lot of articles about black people in horror movies too and they actually have a get out syllabus where there's just tons of articles about get out and i imagine people are going to be writing a lot of stuff about us too because i think there's just a lot to dissect and maybe not about race but maybe there's some racial elements that we did 
and see in this. And that's my fun fact. All right. Hey, scary scale time. So, Jen, what is a scary scale? Well, listeners, our scary scale is how we rate how scared we were when we watched this movie today. It is not a ranking of the quality of the movie. It is a ranking of how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, go for it. I would say two. You're going to put two? Yeah, the and owl it, was the scariest part for me. <laughs> Man, that fucking owl. I know. That was a scary owl. And it's because I had built it up in my mind that it was going to be super scary. So, like, the first little thing scared me. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was laughable. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, where do you think you would put it? I'm going to put it at a four. There were some things that made me feel weary. And <laughs> <laughs> weary is a good word. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to say four. Four. I like it. Mikey, what you got? I think I want to go four as well. That's what the number I was picking on. I think uh, atmospherically, uh, Peel does a really great job. And I think the the initial scenes in the house were very, very creepy and kind of stuck with me. A lot of that funny games influence. So I'm going to go with four. I think I'm going to give it a five. And this is... Wow, I'm the lowest. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I think partly because there were some personal things that I connected with in this movie. And uh, that, that kind of upped, yeah, upped my uneasiness level and kind of made the jump the scares a little more effective for me but yeah I really I liked the atmosphere of the whole thing and I liked that we kept getting like little breaks in the tension too with the funny family coming Mm -hmm. together so we got a four a four a five and a two but I thought this was going to be so scary when the trailer came out that's a scary trailer and I thought it was too we posted it because it came out on Christmas Day Mm -hmm. and I don't think the movie was as scary as the trailer so now we're at final thoughts this is easy for me. I feel like this is the movie you get when you give someone who's only written one movie complete creative control over their next one and give them a lot of money. I can and it's see bad. that. I, it's a bad outcome I for think, me. I think he had complete creative control of Get Out, too, though. I don't know what Get Out was. And I, I'm only saying that that's what this feels like because it's not as good. This movie made more than $20 million tonight. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. But Get Get Out made a shitload of money, I think too. this movie's going to make more than that. So do I. Yeah. I, I don't think, think his next will. movie will, though. Oh, I don't know. I'm still on board for him. I think that he is developing his craft. Mm-hmm. He's getting better with each movie. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And I think this is the kind of movie that's going to grow over time. You know, lots of movies, the, they come out and everybody is excited about them and then they just diminish and you forget about it. And I don't think people are going to forget about this one. I think people are going to, for better or worse, going to be dissecting this movie for a long time. I, I really liked it. I, I think you can just, it's self-apparent how much of a fan Peel is of genre films and he pay, he he takes a lot of stuff from other films and kind of uses it a little bit. Uh, it was a grand film of and just scope which I wasn't expecting. I was, I was expecting a very intimate family story and you still get that somewhat but the whole world's affected in this and um, I really liked it. I think people are going to talk about it. I think it's going to do better than Pet Cemetery, and I think this year it'll probably be the biggest horror movie other than it. And it was an original. Yeah, it was yes, really original. original. I, I, I really liked it. I feel like it's more the of a general horror film than it is like Get Out, which is like it's a deep social commentary. I think it's more elevator horror. I, I really he th- <laughs> <laughs> elevator just can't see me flinging Todd off. I right think now. the only reason it's elevated because I, I really think his deep stuff is more surface level, and I don't think he meant it to go that much deeper. I mean, he may have put it in elements in there, but I don't think he, I don't think it's like Get Out. I don't think he wanted it to be. Well, he said in that interview that it was about America, and yeah. it, it's not. I can't believe you guys liked it. I did. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was laughable. All right, 
Well, let's I like on. the purge. I thought it was better than the purge. I haven't seen the purge. I don't know. Oh, we'll watch the purge. Ugh. And down that road. Yeah. So this week we watched us. What are we watching next week, Jen? Well, our next episode is going to drop on the first of April, and we are going to be watching the eighty slasher April Fool's Day. Oh my god! <laughs> this is not an April Fool's joke, right, Jen? This is not. So yes, this we movie are actually, actually going to be watching this movie. Yes, April Fool's Day. It's the poster that's so cool, and her braid is a noose. It's I have seen that. Oh, yeah. I love that poster. That's yeah. real dangerous. You get that caught on something. Yeah. Maybe that's the April Fool's Day prank. So yes, guys, we watch... are really going to do that movie on April Fool's Day. This <laughs> so is watch not April joke. Fool's Day, guys. Yeah. Before April Fool's Day. All right, guys. We are a member of the Modern Horse Podcast Network. You can listen to us in their feed. But if you want to listen to us two days earlier, subscribe to our feed. You get it on Monday instead of Wednesday. But they have a lot of other great shows like the Modern Horse Flagship Podcast, Death, Dying, and Other Things, and The Final Girls. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Horror Virgin on all the socials. Mikey's at M. Randolph 24, Jen is at Jen Ferratu, and I am at Todd J. Awesome. Yeah, check out our website at horrorvirgin.com for the blog, links to the merch store. If you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash horrorvirgin. You guys know the drill. Oh, yeah, and we had our first meetup at this movie. Yes. And that was all coordinated by Kate in the Facebook group, who's thank one you, of the Kate. moderators of the Facebook group. So yeah. thank you, Kate, for setting that up. Thank you for all the people that kind came out. We'll mm-hmm. probably do this again. It was. Yeah, if you weren't able to make it tonight, because it was kind of last minute it when was we figured very- out. Kind of is a strong word. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna work on setting some of these things up. And you know what? We don't have to be there for you guys to have a meetup too. So if you want to meet up when we're not available, somebody's talked about getting together to watch the movies that we're about to drop on Monday, which I love that idea. Oh, that'd be great. Well, cool. Check out the Facebook group for that. We got some fun <laughs> questions of the day, and just it's a really fun little community. And if you hate Facebook, just make a profile and just like this one thing in the group, and you don't have to see anything else. Because I hate Facebook, but the group is amazing. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Guys, since it is the last episode of the month, we are going to shout out the monthly Patreon shout outs. And these are all the people at the you can get it level. So you guys can get a shout out. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you guys so much. You truly can get it. (laughs) All right. And we got Melissa K. Eddie S. And John P. Yeah, baby. as well. We all do. of y'all can get it. Thank you guys so much for your support. And really all you guys, whether you can support us on Patreon or not, we really appreciate your support. So if you guys are just like telling friends, families, co-workers about the show, that helps a lot too. It really does. Yes. Thank you so much. We're working on our listener request too. And that's another fun way you can participate. I mean, and guys, we, we grew this. And when I say we, I mean all of us. Yeah. You guys, listeners too, grew it to a point where no one had heard of us when we started eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And now we get thousands of downloads a week, which is insane. So thank I know. you guys so much for that. And a way that you guys can help spread the word that's not a monetary uh, donation is by leaving ratings and reviews. So we're going to mm-hmm. read you a five-star review and this one's going to be read by The Mikey. Uh, yes, I am not gifted at reading, but here we go. And you only got one operational eye today, so. But I still have perspective on this review. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Happy Sally says, it honestly makes me laugh when they say to go follow them. I usually listen to true crime podcasts. So when they asked to follow me on Instagram, I got worried it was some weird sex thing. But they're pretty funny. But they're pretty funny. And I can space out to them while I'm at work. I need more episodes. Kind of sad I'm all caught up. Five stars. Thank um, you very much. Happy Sally. Yes, thank you. Happy for Sally. your review. You have made us very happy as well. Thank you very much. All but right. Yeah, it's kind of a weird sex thing. It's not. What? No. No. Oh. Sorry. That's your other podcast, Mikey. That's the one you got pink eye from. That's going to be it from us, everybody. Thank you so much, Chris, yeah, Chris for coming thank and you hanging so much out for being on the us. podcast. Thank yeah, you, thank it was you, thank awesome. You. Yeah, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. 
I'm Chris. And I'm your horror version, Todd, guys. We will see you next week. Watch April Fool's Day. Woohoo! <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Nerds. Yay!